everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 86. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Michael Well, this week's episode, we're still kind of catching up to the feed, per se, as a short episode, since this week is New York Comic Con, and most likely episode 87 will be the following week, because we have AAC, which is pretty much will be our last uh, road trip convention of the year may not be our last convention of the mm. year unless uh, there's a uh, past Winterfest. In that case, I'll be, I'll be packing a little flask of alcohol with me. A little <laughs> flask? Because I'd like to be able to get into the convention. Because if it's anything like Springfest, I'll probably need like a full bottle of um, tequila. This is why you get a big bottle of orange juice and drink a little bit of that and then make sure alcohol in that and then they won't... It's just a bottle of orange this juice. This is me you're talking to. It wouldn't work. Okay, so half and half it. Again, this is me you're talking to. I wouldn't be able to hide Ew. the fact that it's actual alcohol because I'd be running my mouth. So I'd have, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> you're not one to keep quiet about shit like Pretty that. Much. Look what I'm doing that's wrong. <laughs> yup. And before we continue on... Live and not live, I will say taped in the Brooklyn studios. We we have a little guest here. She won't be on the podcast because number one, the mix amp that I'm working with does not allow for a secondary microphone. I did not, and I don't even know where the microphone uh, amp kit is to hook it up right now. And I never got out, went out and got that um, mixer like I said I planned to. Please. Late, well. Not really. Yeah. B&H is like several blocks <laughs> away from my job, okay? All right, maybe on the, maybe when I get paid next time, I'll end up picking up the, mix, the mixer then. Maybe. Also, this lady here has been on many episodes of Orange Lounge Radio. I think she currently in second place. I think she's in third place next to uh, Drew Nami and DT. And this is not her first time here in the Brooklyn studios. Um, last time she was here, we did it was an off podcast week, and that was for, I believe, PAX East 2010. Yeah, 2010. 11. Oh yeah, 2011. 2011. Yeah, because 2010 was when it was over at the Heinz, and 2011 when it went over to the BCEC. Yes. Oh, just introduce yes, her already. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Misty. Hello, Misty. Hello. Hi, Misty. Hi. Michael Chan says hi. Hello. Thank you. You're not welcome. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's for horse. Kick him for me. Kick him for me. I have to message her to t- kick you for me. Uh, she knows what will happen if she tries to kick me. She'll she'll find her uh her Pikachu Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes, our Misty here has a plush Pikachu with her. Doctor Chu. Not, not Dr. Chan. Dr. Chu. Dr. Chan. Dr. Chu. Dr. Tran. Damn it, <laughs> shut up. Dr. Dr. Chu. Tran giving out deep, hot dick. I, I hate you. 
So has DJ gotten all the Pokemon puns out of his system before we uh, start? Before we started, more or less. So let's kick it off with how was your week and how was your day. Let's start with Ari over here. Well, I did pick up the new Pokemon game for the DS. I got the black version. DS, not 3DS. It's only on the 3D. It's only oh, on the okay. DS. Oh, okay. How is it so far? It's pretty fun. I just ended up beating the second gym leader, Roxy, the uh, the uh, punk chick with the who plays bass guitar in the uh, underground band. Mm. And her gym is a is you know like uh, in Scott Pilgrim when uh, they went to the they went to a dual crash in the boys. Yeah. When I said fun fact: this place is yes. a toilet. That kind of thing. Ah. And you get to fight her other bandmates before you fight her. Now you got me, definitely got me thinking of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I've just been, you know, tooling around with work. I managed to pick up a a Bluetooth keyboard for my, uh, for my oh, tablet. How's that working out for you? Pretty well, but uh, the only problem is that, that the software doesn't always keep up with my typing. Because it's, it's a delayed speed, that's what it is. That night type almost 90 words So a you know what? This is what we're probably going to have to do. I am going to have to root your key, your, your tablet. And you'll have to order like this special adapter. That way you can plug in a normal USB keyboard and just type at warp factor 12. Hmm. Like a... You mean let's have like a male to, male to female connector yeah, I, on it? I, I actually... After I rooted my tablet, I actually went out and bought it. It was like $5 on, on um, Amazon. Yeah, because that's what I did. I just ordered a bunch of the USB to micro USB converters. Oh, you should have gotten the OTG adapter. I'll link you to that later. But you, yeah, you, huh. once you root it and install the stick mount app, you plug that in. Anything you plug into it, it can use. Like, for ex for example, um, with this adapter, I hook up my camera and I turn it on. The default gallery app will show up and it'll, start, it'll show all the pictures on the, um, on the camera. I am nice. going to get a um, a like a micro SD card, SD card reader, so I can just use that instead. Yeah, my uh, computer and my tablets are still not on speaking we'll terms. We'll figure so. it out. But uh, yeah, that's that's been all for me. The computer is the, the keyboard's pretty good for fifty bucks. It's a Logitech one. Oh, I oh, I so. love Logitech. See, if it was me, I would have gotten like the combination uh, mouse and key like touchpad. I've seen those. But I know they're probably pretty pricey. Yeah, the uh, lack of a touchpad doesn't mm. bother me. But yeah, that's been what's going on in my neck of the woods. Okay, that's cool. Uh, what about you, Mako-chan? Meh. <laughs> You're starting to sound like Doc Soccer over there. Meh. No, everything was going good, and then life shit on me today, and I'm not going into it, so yeah. That deep? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty bad. Ah, uh, okay. Well, as for me, work's been work. Um, it's just stressing from going from one con to another. It's been a while since I've did like practically three conventions behind each other. I think last time I did one like that was like 2001 when I did what cons I did. Shit, I think I did Shoujo Con, Bath, no, it was all three. Shoujo Con, Bath, and Anime Next. I don't think my wallet is still um, talking to me. 
and I got again. You you were also not on speaking. Yeah, and I actually gave the wallet away. I actually lost that wallet. Well, at the very least, now it's pissing off somebody else. Yeah, pissed off the trash bin. The trash bin that it's in. So yeah, um, this this week is New York Comic Con. We have a short episode, and then we're gonna kind of bounce after that because there's a lot of stuff we gotta we gotta do. But what we can do, I do have another interview from AWA. I can pack in onto this episode to kind of keep things going. So yeah, awesome. So uh, let's take a break. When we get back, we'll jump into some articles. Something, a couple things that um. Good, good to go. All right. And we'll be back.
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Knox Radio at orangenoxradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Exifer weekly at whorehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Okay, we have three pretty good topics here. So, Mako-chan, why don't you take the first one? Since you were kind of like foaming at the mouth before I hit the record button. What was the first one again? Anime fans these days are too damn spoiled, which I wholeheartedly agree. God. Yeah, um, this actually popped up on um, my Facebook feed this morning from uh, a person that I will not mention because that would be bad. Is it um, somebody that I also know? Yeah, it's a voice actor we both know. Okay, fair enough. Which, in that case, I wholeheartedly agree with said voice actor slash actress. Yeah. Um, so basically, this is an opinion piece that was on Kotaku this morning. Um, talking about, basically, the old way of getting anime. And then once anime started getting really popular here, um, how easy it is to get here and how people are still not happy about it. Um and how people are actually, like, have hatred for places like Crunchyroll, Viz Media, and Hulu. Um, Crunchyroll, I can kind of understand, because Crunchyroll did not start out as Mm -hmm. a legitimate kind of thing. Crunchyroll was trying to sell you subscriptions for viewing fan subs and things like that. So I can understand that, but the other stuff, not so much. And Crunchyroll has kind of gotten past that and has become legitimate. Right. Um, But basically this whole thing is talking about how you could at one point get a VHS tape that would cost you $25 to $35 Mm -hmm. and would only have two episodes on it. So you would be spending like $300, $400 on just one series just to collect mm-hmm. the whole thing. And how with the popularity coming over here, they've been putting out the DVDs and things have been higher quality. Um, but also talking about how um, with the quicker speeds for the internet and things like that, that at that point when it wasn't popular here, getting the fan subs was really exciting and really fast and really easy. And you were able to get the, you you were able to get this stuff that wasn't here. Um, But now, I mean, everybody's, you've got Crunchyroll, you've got Hulu, you've got Viz that just put out um, their thing on PS3. And basically, all of this stuff combined 
has anime that's showing in Japan and has a very quick turnaround of when things are subbed. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually at least within a week of when the episode aired, but some of it's actually airing at the same time. Um, but my whole thing with this isn't exactly the opinion piece itself. My whole thing on this is actually the comments. Um, one of the comments here. Mm-hmm. I want to watch my anime in HD. Streaming or 4080p won't suffice. I see if that. Yeah, if producers were smart, they would add English subs to their Japanese DVDs, Blu-ray releases, and everyone would buy the Japanese releases because waiting for a Funimation license is a pain in the ass. Okay, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to stop right here. I am going to invoke my First Amendment right of free speech. Go for it. Mr. Flopsy on Kotaku, go fuck yourself. Please continue. <laughs> well, I mean, that's basically the whole thing. Here's another one. There's a big flaw with your reasoning. If I live in Japan, I can tune into TV Tokyo and watch Naruto in perfect HD. That's the real issue. I don't care about commercials that much, but I want to be able to watch in real HD on my TV and not in some shitty lower than SD resolution in a tiny window on my computer monitor, which is what you get if you pick the free options of sites like Crunchyroll and Hulu. Also, Crunchyroll monitors torrents and sends notices to your ISP while falsely claiming to be TV Tokyo and or Japanese uh, entities, which I find repulsive. Uh, Yeah, Horrible Subs just takes their HD stream and releases it as a downloadable file, but it's Crunchyroll's fault for charging for HD. My whole thing is, you don't get HD free on your TV anyway. Exactly. Just because they say it's free with your package, it doesn't necessarily is. You're still paying. Well, no. Well, there are like five channels that you can get in HD that are free, that come with basic cable and things like that. Most of them you are paying extra because, hello, you're buying cable. Hell, and don't forget. Buying satellite. You're buying all of that shit. And That's what you're... And also, look, I'm paying a couple of dollars extra for HD boxes, okay? Mm-hmm. There you go. Or a lot more in some cases. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, so this whole thing, I mean, this one is saying that um, HD is basically standard definition now. And I'm like, no, it's not. If HD was standard definition, then there wouldn't be regular cable boxes. You wouldn't have the option of watching things in HD from hell, standard. They'd, hell, they'd probably retroactively call what we call standard definition low definition. And- yeah. So, I mean, and these these websites aren't, like, charging an arm and a leg. They're charging, like, eight bucks a month for their HD uh, collection. That's perfectly fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's not horrible. And most most of these people are snot-nosed kids. Mm-hmm. Now, who... Entitled fucks, in other words. <laughs> well, yes. yeah, because they're not paying for the cable, so obviously if they're not paying for the cable, they're not paying for their HD TV, they're not paying for the internet, that's free to them. So why should they have to spend their money, their allowance or whatever to get HD because they get it for free on their TV? No, their parents are paying for that shit. Exactly. Now, the whole SD HD thing, it doesn't go into HD until you hit 720p quality. Now, one of the reasons why I do not watch anime on my computer as much as I used to because I have a nice 32-inch HD TV in my living room. My network is set up where I can just download it 
on my computer, go to my 360, go to my PS3, sit there and watch it. Now, whether it's 720p or 480p, what the fuck ever, I will sit there and I will watch it. Now, if I really wanted higher HD definition, I will sit there and I will download it if I need to. If I want to buy it, I will go out and I will buy it. For example, the most one one of the coveted titles I I that's on my list I've watched is Panty and Stocking with Gardabelle. Marco, mm-hmm. you watched that with me. Mm-hmm. And when they announced the box set for fifty dollars, I bought it. Now there's talk of them releasing it on Blu-ray. And you know what? I'm going to buy that too. That's how much You're I gonna I, buy I, that and sell me the DVDs. Maybe. Maybe. Aww. But that's how much I really enjoyed that series. Now, if I finish collecting all of Ron the one half. And have fun with that. Oh, they're still available. I, I'm just three box I'm just three box sets away from the whole series. If Viz announces a Blu-ray edition for each I will end up buying it. Now Today's generation doesn't understand what it was like to go out and pick up VHS tapes and this and that. They will not understand. I, it just, sometimes it just fucks with my head that today's generation refuses to drop 20 or $30 on a box set, but they will drop 20 and $30 on a spindle of blank DVDs, copy the fan subs, and hand it to one of their friends. Uh-huh. I'll admit, I'm guilty of doing that only under the consideration of the fact that I am introducing somebody to it. I will burn them a couple of episodes, but here, check it out. And if they like it, they'll go out and buy the series. You yeah, enabler, you. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. there's also a difference <laughs> between doing that for something that has been licensed and doing that for something that hasn't been licensed. I mean, later on, we're going to be talking about... Um, why some animes don't get licensed and exactly. we can't get them here or anything like that. So, I mean, there it, it's, it really falls in a gray area. It does. Yes, it does. I, I understand. If something is licensed or it's easily accessible here, then there's no reason to bootleg. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have a couple of series that I have downloaded. But as soon as I, like, it, after watching a couple of episodes, if I really like it, I'm going to go out and buy it. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Handmade May. I had the fan sub sitting on my hard drive for a couple of years till luckily through the right stuff I was able to pick up the box set. Once I had my hands on the box set, I went I hit the delete button on those on those fan subs. Done. It's getting to the yeah. point now where some people are just downloading titles just to have it because you know it will not see the light of day, which I understand. But if you're the one yeah. complaining about about this and that you know, if you're bitching about Country Roll and what they do, don't support them. Bitching about Viz and Hulu, don't support it. Who the f- to this generation? Who the fuck are you to sit here and complain about this? You should be thankful. You should be thanking the older generation because they're the ones that went through all of this and came up with some of these ideas to bring this to you. I mean, people bitch about Funimation. You want to know something? Funimation gives us the best fucking deals on anime that I have seen in a very long time. I mean, not for nothing. I mean, I'm going to go out and pick up Samurai Champloo on Blu-ray. $30. The entire series, Blu-ray, $30. You can't beat a price like that. No, but I mean, 
as I said, there is a gray area. You've got yeah. something like Sailor Moon, mm -hmm. where it's no longer licensed yeah. in the United States. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to find the actual DVDs and things like that. But you also have Japan, who's putting out box sets for it. They've got, they put out a, collect, a box set collection um, last year before the anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't, it wasn't even subtitled. And this doesn't even like, factor I, in the, uh, remat the uh, remaking it from scratch that they're going to do. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't mean to keep interrupting, but I saw that one comment about the Japanese doing The Japanese are not going to hire, they are not going to in-house fans uh, subtitled stuff. They're not going to in-house dub that shit. Not at the price that they're selling it for. No. I mean, it, it would be nice if they would take, like, the really big collector's editions that they do. It would be nice to have a subtitle version. Only because a lot of the collector's editions that they do have already been subtitled for, like, at a company that has already had that license. Right. Because I would not have minded ordering the Japanese version and importing that shit. I mean, the Japanese version of the Sailor Moon collection was the full Sailor Moon collection, including movies, for 400 bucks. See, that's not a bad price. No, it's it 200 episodes, three movies, three specials. I would have spent that money and the import fees to, to own that. But without the subtitles, it's useless to me because I don't know Japanese. Yeah, but here's the thing. <clears throat> you've, you've watched the fan subs like maybe twice already. I'm, I know you sit there and watch it raw. You're not going to fully understand what they're saying, but you already got the gist of the episode and what's going down. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, there are sometimes, like right now, I'm going through the whole entire series again mm -hmm. looking for that stuff that I've missed. And I can't do that exactly with a non-subtitled version. But looking, watching these episodes that I'm watching and looking at the subtitles and like listening to the Japanese I'm actually seeing that I understand at, at least understanding it a lot more than I thought I would mm -hmm. but there's other things like um, Sentai mm -hmm. you've got all the ranger shit in Japan and that's kind of a gray area because if you're technically if you're torrenting it you're torrenting a licensed product but it's not really what's here as bits and it's pieces. just used as a base material for yeah. something only somewhat related to the original stuff, yeah. which is why it's called source material, right? Yeah, but in a way, I can, I can kind of see it how it's not a gray area because at the end of Power Rangers Samurai, it says based off of Samurai Sentai Shinkenger or original series Samurai Sentai Shinkenger or Samurai Sentai Shinkenger licensed to Saban, you know? Oh, yeah, I understand that. Gonna, I understand I, that I, it's I, source material yeah. and everything like that. But the thing is, it's not exactly the same. And True. if I want to compare the two and say, oh, yeah, the Japanese version is much better, mm -hmm. because obviously it is. But not only that, it's like the Japanese versions are all 52 episodes, and you're lucky to get half of a season. Yes. In the U.S. Because some, because some of the stuff cannot translate properly. So I mean, that's where I'm saying there's a gray area. I hear you. Um, like, uh, like, um, going back to Sailor Moon. 
the fact that the last season was never licensed here because of the issues of the Starlights and their gender switching. And the fact um, that Naoki Takeuchi was really pissed about the real piss-poor hack job that was done. Well, that's besides the point. Right. Um, the real, I mean, the main reason is because of the gender switching. Mm-hmm. Other countries figured out ways to do it, and whether or not that worked, it's questionable. But, I mean, that's something it was never licensed. That that's, last season was never licensed here, so... If you wanted to see it, you almost had to... I, I mean, you had to do it basically illegally. Yes. So that's part of another gray area. Um, you've got anime that's just really old. Mm-hmm. That um, is just that the licensing is gone and nobody owns it anymore and you don't sell it and things like that. So, I mean, that's also a kind of... Not that it's good that you're doing it but it's also kind of a gray area and also i mean just because you have hd doesn't mean you're fully entitled to it last i recall not every single station as brooke as transmitting a a signal is in pure hd okay look Mm -hmm. i have a tablet that's h that can display hd I don't have to sit there and watch everything on it because it's HD. No, I do not. But, I mean, HD as well. Mm -hmm. Most HD anime is only their openings and closings. The actual anime is not in HD. It's just, you know what it is? It's all 720. It's just stretched for 720. Because here's here's a little knowledge I'm going to put on the fandom. We already know this. Going back as far as the 70s, all movies were quote-unquote HD because it was in a widescreen format. Uh A lot of TV shows and anime were also in that format. But the difference is because we had standard definition televisions, the outer parts got cut off so we didn't see everything. Now, and I don't. I've not seen Dragon Ball Z Kai. I do know that they redid the opening and ending with brand new stuff. That's HD. They took out the filler reps. As far as I know, they've re-released the series in sort of like in a pseudo HD format, where it's widescreen, the way it was originally designed on the cells. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's still really sharp to look at. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, some of the other complaints are having to sit through the commercials that Hulu and Crunchyroll put up and things like that. Because um, it's be, that's that's how they're that's how you're getting it for free. Yes, it's called ad revenue, so, I mean, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that I understand, and this one I understand is um, basically how it's not being subbed correctly. I mean, what do you mean granted, correctly? Well, granted, I'm not asking you. I'm asking them. Yeah, granted your fan subbers aren't going to be doing it perfectly either. Um, but here's one. I tried watching anime on Crunchyroll, Hulu, and Netflix. After mm-hmm. about the fifth time, I saw a mistranslation and also realized they weren't subbing the Japanese text that the character was reading, like what you'd expect from a good quality fan sub. I right. downloaded what I was watching 
what I was watching streaming from fan subs. Fan subs got it right. Kawhi being exclaimed by the main character does not mean that's good. Yes. Fuck your translators. Fuck your English subs. I'll stick to torrenting fan subs. They at least care about the quality of the subbing. <clears throat> so, I mean, that that's one thing that also annoys me with this because I they try and make it for American audiences and trying to tweak the translations for our understanding or for something that Americans might say more than Japanese might say. So, I mean, that does, when you're looking for a little literal translation, that does get a little bit annoying. Right. Just only thing I'll pepper the, th the uh, thing with, with a slang and stuff like that, you know, just overuse it. Well, yeah, I mean, you go to some of those fan subbers and everybody's cursing up a storm, even in the also mildest of yes, yeah, the mildest of children. Yeah, those are your um, <clears throat> those are your enhanced subs. I remember watching some Dragon Ball Z uh, fan subs like that. Now I understand the point of like, fuck the mainstream. I'm supporting my fan subbers because they care. Don't you realize that the mainstreamers also care? But they also have a job to do. They can't get away with various things that fan servers can and cannot. I remember, if I can get it, I have an, on, on, on VHS, episode of Bubblegum Crisis, fan, um, subtitled. And it was linear notes that explained various things. Now, as for commercials, hey, I kind of like watching Japanese commercials when I'm watching anime. I think it's kind of cool. But that's just me. You got the the uh, really funny ones where they they pull some Western celebrity to endorse some weird product. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Nicolas Cage is something with Pachinko over there years ago. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Which was, which was hilarious to look at. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger doing cup of noodles. The most uh, hardcore cup of noodles commercial ever. Britney Spears did gum drops or candy drops? Candy drops. Hmm. Japander.com. Yes. It's just a matter of time. You know, I, I'm just hoping that the current generation is acting like this. We'll kind of see what the fuck is going on. Because not for nothing, we were like that once. But truth be told, we weren't as entitled as they were. Our balls dropped eventually. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, we were actually... Grant, granted, it was still technically illegal, but we were purchasing freaking VHSs with only two episodes on it for 35 bucks. Where now we can get the whole freaking series on DVD for 35 bucks. I'm talking about, well, talking about going down to Chinatown, buying a $5 tape and five for 25 Six for 25 if you were really cool with the dude. And the fact that the uh, tape had broken down some in the... Uh audio quality suffered. That happened to me on my third volume of Love Hina. That's when I realized this person hooked up their computer to a VCR and was streaming and playing the episodes to a Windows Media Player. That's why I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm done. I think that was like the very last um, fans I've ever bought. The colors started flickering weird and the like right you know? Something like that. It started, it was kind of reminding me of like, you know, when you kind of watch, um, when you watch like bootleg cable, you know? Yep. Yeah, like that. But yeah, so, I mean, basically it, it's still a lot of whiny ass kids crying because they have to pay for each day. 
Cry me a river and drown in your fucking tears. I mean, if I had the capability of a really nice computer or really nice TV, yeah, I would put up the money to watch things in each day. Mm -hmm. But I'm fine with frickin' standard, especially when it's free. And I'm fine with commercials, because you know what I can do on commercials? I can go get me a drink. There you go. I mean, we I can go to the bathroom. We can understand it, but, you know, it's this generation that does, and they're not seeing it. But you know what? Let's move on to another topic because we're going to run this into the ground. And if we run this into the ground, I'm going to get a Zamboni machine and start running some noobs over. <laughs> Let's beat the dead horse some more. We'll do that probably in our last article. <laughs> Ari, take the next one. Our resident oh. Pokemon trainer. Oh, my. Speaking of beating dead horses. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That was bad, and you should feel bad. And I don't. Well, uh, this one really pissed me off. I mean, like, like just looking at it, just, like, shaking, like, like hands, like, clenched, like, trying to strangle someone's an invisible throat, you know? Yeah, PETA, in their latest scramble for attention or relevancy, has released a little flash game in on their site in honor of the release of Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. It's called Pokemon Black and Blue Gotta Free Em All. Mm-hmm. Where it equi- Where, uh... It pretty much thinks that the Pokemon world is exactly similar to the real world, and Pokemon are... are, uh, like animals, and they have to be freed from their quote-unquote malicious trainers. And, uh, okay, it's clear that they, uh, putting the game together, they know a lot of the Pokemon memes, but they've only, they're only kind of sort of familiar with the, uh, the storyline with the video games and the, uh, anime. Uh, what, what you do is you, uh, you first start off against Sharan, who, who pretty much looks like he got drunk halfway putting, halfway through putting together a Shaun of the Dead cosplay. Which sucks because he's carrying out a baseball bat and not a cricket bat, but I digress. Now you got me thinking of the first Ninja Turtles movie. You gotta know what a crumpet is before you know what a cricket is. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. (laughs) But uh, anyway, you uh, you uh, you eventually uh, go through other players in the game. You go through a a manic-looking Professor Juniper, and all the uh, human characters he trains are covered in blood and guts. A Snivy has a syringe sticking out of her head. Mm. Um, and like all throughout, like in between battles, there's a very ham-fisted messages about animal cruelty. Um, you, I guess somebody must play the game because like one of the last opponents is Geist, is a, one of the baddies from the first black and white game who even says, like pretty much calls out the plot twist of, of that series. And and you get and one of the characters you get is a Pikachu with a you know covered in blood and bandages with a broken you know shackle around its neck and a big chunk of his ear bitten out. And you get to fight Ash at the very end. And oh my fucking god, what have they done to Ash? First of all, he said, "Does he look like Gideon Graves?" 
Uh, no, he looks like a deranged uh, uh, ringmaster, like in a circus. Who His new look has been given the nicknames P-Tash, you know, P-E-T-A-S-H, oh. um, Ringleader Ash, and one of my favorites, Horror Show Ash. Oh. And he says... He says things like, I don't hate you, I just don't care. Have I ever shown an inkling of concern about you one way or another? I'm like, I'm reading this, are you thinking, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no one has, has apparently ever watched any of this series because Ash and Pikachu are like this. Well, you can't see it, I have my, uh, yeah. finger, I have my fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay, people I, at home, think Bash, love and peace. Alright. Yeah. And, um, I found about this on the volume places know your meme, and one of the the uh, one of the commenters in there also called out the massive bullshitness. He said, "You should think of your Pokemon as using the military example, your battle buddy. It's shown that people in service fight together in squads. Forces of just two people are drawn together, often stay friends even after leaving service. This is how I and most gamers see Pokemon. You fight alongside your team, face off the evils like Team Rocket. In other words, this and show Ash and Pikachu." It's like this, and you see uh, two soldiers out in the middle of the, the middle of bumfuck nowhere, you know, chilling together. And that was what Pokemon is about: achieving friendship with a, not an animal, but a creature who might as well be a human in any way that can only be done with these creatures or other soldiers in war. That's that's pretty much been the the uh, defining line of Pokemon since its inception. You and your you and the Pokemon your catch are. Your friends, your you're not you know tools, and the ones who do see them as tools are the bad guys. <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, the backlash was well, fucking immediate, especially in places like DeviantArt, who did not take kindly to seeing their favorite characters, including Ash, as drawn as a fucking psychopath. Doesn't PETA understand it in Pokemon? You're, you're you're training these these little monsters. You're raising them. You're taking care of them. You're not allowed Peter, to. Abuse no. Them. But I know. Peter, I know. I know. PETA is just is about to ends. It justifies the means. Well, they, no. They will probably... PETA is also against against people having pets. I know. They, I'm like, yeah, let what let someone from PETA roll up in my crib, telling me that I'm tra I have Indy. As a slave, you best believe I will Sparta kick their ass down my stairs. Andy doesn't do shit, and you know that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, what the also... fuck's going on? I'm going away now. You're also talking about an organization that keeps talking about pets and animals and how you have to free them and let them be their own and save them, and they kill 85% of the pets of the animals in their shelters. Mm -hmm. they, they include. They also have shelters that are. 100% kill shelters, too. Yeah. So, I mean, this is an organization that basically is full of hypocrisy. I love um, how people compare uh, PETA with uh, Team Plasma. Yeah. Said, <laughs> that amuses you know, the Someone in Nintendo's thinking, wait, but we already have a villain team based off Team Plasma, of, of Team PETA. So, what are we going to do for, gener for, teams, for Generation 6? Yeah, um, this one on geek.com says, PETA says they support Team Plasma's ideals, but presumably they don't know about the wanting to dominate the world part. Mm -hmm. And you know that's all bullshit. If they could rule the world, you know they would. 
You know what's even horrifying? What? That, as a cosplayer, someone's already thinking of cosplaying as car as a carnival nightmare Ash. You know, with the uh, the gouty blue and red striped overcoat and the top hat, the comma in one hand and the whip in the other. And the only problem is that a whip is really small and looks like a like a really cheap cat of nine tails more than anything else. So it's not really gonna frighten any Pokemon. Well, we already have um... Misty wanted to get kinky. Well, then again, <laughs> we are we I've already seen a couple of girls cosplay um zombie heiress and BDSM heiress, so why the fuck not? <sighs> yeah, just know that when the fans got a hold of this, they were not happy at all. Mm. Well, I wonder if uh, Peter will come out and basically say, oh, we're just, you know, we're kidding, like they did with uh, the Mario thing. Because yeah. as soon as as soon as the uproar happened, they're like, "Oh, it was just a campaign. It was tongue and tongue in cheek. It wasn't like you know really serious or anything." Because of all the hate mail and shit like that that they got, it probably will happen. Because remember, who is Nintendo? Who is um, Pokemon's parental units? Nintendo. Huh? But yeah, yeah. I just like you said. Here's another one. Another uh, screen cap from the game. It says, "The only thing that matters to me is that I make a lot of money in the Pokemon entertainment industry. I don't want you messing with the minds of children." Yeah. Like, yeah, if you you've read any Pokemon fan fiction, you know that will parlay into Ash, you know, becoming a master and making fuck tons of money and living living the life he wanted to live. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Especially. I am the very best, like no one ever was, like, in training, on the battlefield, even in commentary, nobody can touch me! I'm sorry, I, like, I, like, went, zoned out and went to, like, combine Pokemon and wrestling again. <laughs> yeah. Taking it, taking it back, dude, you're taking it back. Actually, I was thinking about uh, competitive battling being, like, uh, the pro wrestling industry, like, Unova is like the WWE and places like can't like uh, Indigo and Hoenn or Ring of Honor and Chikara. Mm. And the less we talk about TNA and its comparison, the better. Fair enough. <laughs> Note to self, use Battlefield of Honor as possible indie promotion. Okay. But... But yeah, seeing this pissed me off and ranting about it on the podcast kind of helped me get over it. So, got any other thoughts on this, guys? Peter just needs to just go the fuck away, pretty much. Peter needs to watch the first movie and see all of the Pokemon crying because Ash died for them. So you're saying uh, Ash died for Pokemon sins? They need to watch yes. the first episode, the very first episode, which established... You know, Ash's relationship with Pokemon and and his, P his Pikachu especially. Point taken. That Pikachu is the master in the relationship and Ash is his bitch. <laughs> oh, God. I was going to go for the he was willing to fucking die for him after 
if they're just getting him and him being disobedient, but I guess that works. Oh yeah, of course you go with that whole loyalty thing. No, you, you, you know, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything more and destroy everybody's childhood. I'm not going to go there. Peter did a bad enough job on our childhood as it is. Oh, so you want me to talk about how Ash must really like to, uh, must really like pain and always likes Pikachu to give it to him? Well, I always thought Ash was an ass man, you know, so. <laughs> Misty and them shorts. Daisy Duke, eat your heart out. Okay, then we got one more thing to talk about, right? Yes, and I'm going to handle this. <clears throat> Fire in the hole. Gearing up. I am going to summarize this the best that I possibly can. Look at this is like I said, in regards to what we discussed earlier. Why do some anime never get licensed? Ask any anime fan one of the biggest pet peeves is about anime, and they'll likely tell you the fact that my favorite series never got licensed. From the outside, licensing of an anime outside of Japan can be an opaque business. To the average viewer, and even to most fans, it is not clear how specific titles got chosen to be distributed, while others continue to languish in limbo. The quality of the show often seems to have little to do with it. Many great shows that make it outside Japan, or make it after a great many days. Why does this happen? Here are a few of the common reasons why. Number one, the cost of licensing is prohibitive. Pretty much a series, you can license a series from anywhere from $100 to a million dollars based on the title and the popularity it has in Japan and in the U.S. Wait, something's been licensed for hundreds of dollars? Just saying. Oh. I'm just saying the price can vary, and I bet you Viz probably paid probably paid probably close to a million bucks to be to become like the worldwide distributor of Naruto, and you know they made that money back hand over fist. Well, yeah, because Naruto is not just the shows; it's all of the movies, the too. merchandise, the video games, and all. Mm -hmm. Even though other companies are doing the video games, Viz is getting a little bit of that too. That's fine, <clears throat> and also sometimes. When you pick up the rights to a series and these Japanese companies see it, they're like, okay, we're going to give you series X, but you have to pick up series A, B, and D. And so you're going to be like, I got this. Those are the this. letter grades of those. Yeah, those are the letter grades of the series quality. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, but it's like, you know, you look at this as like, well, what the fuck, you know? I, can, I know I can make money off of this, but what the hell am I going to do with this over here? Here, here's code Kias. Oh, sweet. Oh, we also give you a pile of candidate. Fuck! There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. As to quote the facts of life, you take the good, you take the bad, and there you both, and there you have the facts of life. There you, you have a drink. Yeah, you take Seven. good anime, you take the bad anime, you mix it together, and you got what you get. Right now, someone's thinking of a Code Geass pile Canada crossover, and I apologize sincerely. Yes. Like, this is the thing here that, well, now, and also, if it's an older title, you know, like, Rose of Versailles, that series is like 20 years old. I am actually shocked that it got picked up. I don't know how much right stuff or whoever's paid for it, but I'm not really sure if they're going to make the money back on that. 
Well, you've got you. You figure it's a complete nostalgia bomb. I mean, yeah. look at um. What were the other two that I showed you earlier? The two that were just picked up. I I think we talked about this on an older episode too. But yeah, there were um. Well, just the the two other articles that I put on there. It's old anime picked up by. Uh, picked up by a company that basically does nothing but license old anime. Mm -hmm. What was one of them? Uh, Cutie Honey, I yes. think? Actually, that was picked up by ADV, but but since the, some <clears throat> licensing went into limbo, shit happened, so yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it might take a while, but some of these old ones, they're going to be pretty expensive. So, I mean, obviously your shit out of luck if they don't get picked up. It is what it is, you know? Especially for big series. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing for a series that's only 13 episodes, like, say, uh, Helsing. And then you have a series like uh, Naruto, which is over 100. Hmm. There's going to be a huge difference in price for that. <sighs> the next one there's no perceived market for the title just because it's popular in Japan that doesn't mean it's going to sell here in the US and just because it's not popular in Japan doesn't mean it's not going to sell really really well here like, like case like I can actually read this whole section anime licensors are like any other company they have to make money to stay in business from their point of view, an anime title that doesn't sell enough copies to make back the investment required to license and distribute it is a waste of money, which is part of the reason why box sets are ridiculously expensive in Japan. Remember we talked uh -huh. about um, the, uh, what was that? Cowboy Bebop box set going for $400. Well, yeah, the Sailor Moon box set, uh, See, just but, like, it, it was but, just a plain box set. Yeah, but here's the thing. Sailor Moon, $400 for all of that. Cowboy Bebop, four hundred dollars for that. I mean, that's I, true. I, yeah, not as much material exactly. in Cowboy Bebop and Sailor Moon as much as you, good as Cowboy Bebop it, is. It's like you mean to spend extra money for Blu-ray? Let the series come here. That that the it'll probably be sold here for no more than a hundred bucks, if that. You know, and I think that would be a good deal. Uh -huh. That's just, it would be a steal. I'm just saying. Now, I don't have a Blu-ray player though, so I don't really. I'm not really up to uh, converting all my stuff into eh. Blu-ray. I wouldn't even worry because you can still get the Cowboy Bebop box set for $35. Right. Yep. Anime licensors... Right, I already said that part. If an anime title has a small, fierce cult of fans, that might be enough to eventually guarantee its release, as long as the licensors can reliably count on the fan base buying the title. A crowdfunding mechanism like Kickstarter might be able to make that happen, but for the most part, anime licensors count on the titles which have a fairly good chance of appealing to the greater mass of casual fans. One curious side effect is the disparity in popularity between the titles in Japan and the title overseas. A title while they popular in Japan may be mildly successful here, like Jintama. A title with a solid success overseas may be wholly ignored at home, like Samurai Champloo, Panty and Stocking with Gardevoir, they have in parentheses here. Which probably explains why we will never see a season two of Panty and Stocking. Unless somebody else takes it over. Case in point. Big O. I have a feeling Big O didn't do too well in Japan, but it was it was re did phenomenally well here in the U.S., which is probably why Cartoon Network helped do the joint funding for the second season. 
That's exactly well, why that happened. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why there it happened. Go. Look at Sonic X. Sonic X was one season and that was done. And it was so wildly popular in, I believe, France that France actually did a second season. And then it was dubbed in English and Japanese. Mm -hmm. But the second season of Sonic X is actually French. It's not even, Jap uh, it's not even Japanese. So I'm t like I said, you take the good and the bad. And, you know, they, and if I'm not mistaken, they never finished dubbing the series in the U.S., right? What series? What? Sonic X. I couldn't no, tell you. I, don't, I haven't watched it. Including the French episodes? Yeah. Wow, I'm kind of impressed. And with Big O, you know, it was pretty much you put <laughs> Batman in, in a 50s New York and put him in a giant robot. Uh-huh. Oh, not Batman, Bruce Wayne, sorry. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go no, on. No, 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 no. You you make perfectly good sense. It's okay. And what about uh, the uh, original copywriter? We'll get. We're, we're, we're getting to that. The original copyright holder isn't offering the title for certain territories or offering it at all. This is a junk to, to to what was number one above. The package deal problem mentioned here can be part of this. Um. I guess you could say with um, Sailor Moon, Sailor Stars got dubbed in different countries, uh -huh. but not here because of the end result of what happened. Simple as that. And before we go into that pile of shit right there, there's many names that can be blamed for that, but let's just leave that pile of shit in the corner where it, where it should be. What, don't like kissing cousins? I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the clusterfuck between the licensing, and the dubbing, and the different scripts and this. And Naoko Takeuchi having a coronary over what happened, you know. Uh. Then again, when she was doing the series, she was more concerned about what car she wanted to drive that day from all the residuals she made off the series. Uh, I don't know about that. It was from a Dateline NBC episode I, re I remember watching. And you can find it on YouTube. <clears throat> also, it's unclear who owns the rights to that title. One of the, that was one of the issues with um, Tatsunoko versus Capcom at, for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. Now, for the game, some characters, the, the game itself made it over, but yes. some characters got left behind, yes. and other ones were added in their place, which is why we got. Frank Castle, and uh, no, not Frank Castle. Frank West from mm -hmm. Dead, Dead Rising, and a, uh, and a, uh, uh, Ken the Eagle from a uh, Gachaman. No, he was in the original Japanese one. Oh, Joe the Condor. Sorry, I, I know it was a common name. Why don't I go with Ken? Um, yeah, because yeah, um, all Capcom had to do is go to Tatsunoko to get it. Here, Tatsunoko life titles went to different companies and Capcom had to jump through hoops to get various rights and some they could get and some they could not. It happened. I'm also pretty sure that's why the soundtrack was was total, was mostly different because the, 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 the U.S. version of the soundtrack is based on the the individual stages with the Japanese version. It's all the different the, the characters, characters yes. themes. Because also when it comes to licensing, sometimes you can't get the rights to the music. It did really awesome versions of uh, Ryu, Chun-Li, and Alex's individual themes. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the Wii was region free, right? No, the Wii is not region free. PlayStation yeah. 3 is region free. Hmm. One of the reasons why I have one, but I have not used that, the advantage of that yet. And I have no idea if I'm going to. Just depends. Now, when it comes to these rights, you don't know who's licensing it, who owns it. You'll probably end up going to the gray market because you will understand no matter what anime title comes out in Japan, it will you will find it you'll find it on DVD coming out of Taiwan or China, one way or another. And you'll have to sit there and be happy and deal with the fact that they translate it from Japanese to Chinese to English. Mistranslations abound. Uh-huh. And lots and lots of English. Yup. So, if you want to see your title come over, contact the manufacturer. See what's going on. See if you can get people in interest to, get, to jump behind you for it. But if it doesn't work out, it is what it is. And if you still like it that much, go ahead and import the series. That's the best thing I can really tell Yeah, and I mean, it will probably, especially if it's popular, it will probably come over eventually. And what's happening, what was happening for a while was when a series came out in Japan, within a month, it got picked up. And half of that was just to protect it, to stop the fan service. Oh, this has got license. You can no longer fan sub this. Uh-huh. Hasn't stopped some. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Because some people will always... Have a fuck the police mentality? Yes. Well, yeah, but there are also people out there that will try and please the fans. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, you there are companies out there that are just bastards yes. and will pick up a, a title just to piss everybody off. It's like, oh, we're going to pick this up, but we're never going to do anything with it. You bastards. It's a way of, of, it's a way of punishing the fans, you know? And the fans are like, you know, screw you, I'll just download the fan subs. But then you're like, you know, I like to hear insert voice actor here to do this. But it yeah. is. Yeah. Can we just agree to the fact that this episode pretty much make pretty much explains how this generation is the full of spoiled little assholes who don't know any better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm con I'm all right with that. I, I say we should celebrate this over a drink. Take a break and have a drink. You and me both, brother. Got that. Sounds good to me. Yes. We'll be back to wrap things up. Hey, everyone. DJ Ron Mess here from Anime Jam Session. We're here Saturday, uh, September, last weekend of the month. We're at AWA, my first AWA, here having a good time. Today, we have a special guest for the show. The one and only multi-talented, soon-to-be multi-record platinum DJ Janai. How's it going? Bro? Good, doing good, man. How's it going with you? Oh man, it's been great. Uh, very good con. I've been liking it so far. One thing about AWA: tons of southern hospitality. So if you're tired of all the nasty attitudes and cons up in the north, come on down here. It's all good. There you go. Yeah. So tell me, Janai, how did you get into all of this? Um, actually, by accident. Yeah. I'm, first off. Uh, I'm more like into producing. The bad part is that a lot of DJs don't like anime songs and stuff. So I'm like, no one's going to play my music. I might as well just learn how to DJ. That's how, how it started. And how long did that take you? Um, like, I was I started off in 2000. Yeah. So 
uh, I didn't have that much money at the time, so I just bought like some some ghetto thing from like a Gemini mix um, program, like four hundred dollars. It was like two CDs, like really really low budget CDs and a really low budget mixer. Started learning on that, and then just it just went from there. So you make it sound like as if you don't need all this high tech fancy equipment to be a DJ. Just something simple, and don't go for that. Start off on that first, yeah. and then eventually, if you do want to continue on, then go for the higher, um, higher quality gear. Yeah. What is your preference when you're on, when you got this spinning? Like, do you spinning. prefer like do do iPad, iPods, iPads, or just old school with the records? I do a bit of both. I have um, uh, right now, currently, uh, Technics 1200s turntables, uh, mixer, uh, standard mixer, and uh, I'm using a Serato. For my DJing, uh, for but for this gig, since I had to fly out here, I'm using a smaller rig, which is uh, it consists of a, a laptop and a mini controller. That sounds pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So, how long have you been at this game? Well, I'm pushing 13 years now. That's awesome. Yeah, as or <laughs> like as an anime convention DJ, so 13 years—that's a long time. Yeah, because yeah. I remember like starting out going to these cons. There was a lot of anime music uh, remixes out there at the dances, and eventually it just kind of transitioned to more club scene, underground, pop techno. Mm -hmm. And then, like, maybe if the DJ came on, another one would come on. About 10, 15 music uh, minutes of, like, anime stuff, popular tracks, maybe some stuff from DDR, you know, yeah, something like that. So you prefer going from just straight-up anime from start to finish? Mm -hmm. To basically anime, happy hardcore, put them together, that's me. Definitely like that. Um, yeah. Tell me, is there any like what like tracks? If you, is there one that's like your absolute favorite that you made? Oh, absolute favorite. Oh, you put me there. Okay. All right, if it's not your absolute, um, like one of your favorites. One of my favorites yeah. right now, uh, it would have to be Ghost in the Shell, uh, standalone complex remix I made about 2004. Uh, got a lot of hits uh, with an anime music video that were done like maybe by seven, eight, nine AMV creators um, around the world. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. I think it's uh, this uh, Inner Universe Remix by Janai. Just look that up. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember you telling me there was some song from Helsing that you always wanted to do, but you just couldn't pull it off just right. Yeah. I actually like the Shine. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I love. Shine. That was a, it was a very tough song, but I love it. Mr. Big is awesome. Yeah. There we go. Cool. So, by the way, tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. That's what's up. Yeah. So, <laughs> flew out here 7 in the morning, got here like 5 p.m. at night. Yeah. Thursday or Friday? Thursday. That's what's up. At least you got out here compared to the issues that I had. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I don't think I ever want to do that again, you know? Man, that is wild. I know. I know. See, what I'm liking about this con, everything is just like right here. Mm -hmm. It's what I prefer. So having to like travel down to the convention center and the heat and stuff like like Otakon or yeah. yeah, other conventions like that. Um, what besides, um, let's see, what cons have you done um, if you DJ'd for? I've also DJ'd, I started out at Fanime Con. I've done them for uh, 2002, 2003, and 2005. I've also done Onicon. Um, their first year, also done San Japan. Their first year, uh, recently uh, under a different name, mm -hmm. Sigma Star. Um, he's more like trance and stuff. I go under that name. Uh, I, I did Defcon this year as well. Oh yeah, yeah, Defcon nice. under as Sigma Star. 
And um, Anime Vegas, I also studied their convention as well, uh, their uh, dance. Okay. So pretty much Sigma Star is for different types of music for like a different crowd. You know? It's like a Tiesto meets anime. Okay. Even I even played uh, remixes of Vocaloid under that name as well. Yeah, I've heard a couple of them that you made it really good. Don't quit. Yeah. Okay. I guess it, my personal favorite is the Angel Eyes Van Halen remix. That's like oh, my, really? that's my personal favorite. Because wow. uh, I don't know, just one day I was just listening to you know 80s station. And then, for some reason, Jump. Sounds familiar with uh, Angel Eyes uh, by... Oh, shoot, what was that one group? Forgot that. Heartsdales. Heartsdales, there yes. you go. Yeah, Heartsdales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, this sounds familiar. That Oh, that's Sim. It's Jump. Oh, I, I gotta put them together. So that that went on for a little bit when I was putting like stuff from the 80s with uh, J-Popper anime uh, songs of now. That's pretty good. So, tell me about this giant boombox of death that you carry, that you tend to carry with you. Oh, that yeah, no, that was a that was a long, long thing. Um, I, that started off around AX when I was there. I, I've never, I never spun over there. I, I just only go as a attendee. It's really too big. Yeah, and and people bring actually bring boomboxes to the West Coast convention. Something different, not a whole lot out here, but over there in um, the West Coast conventions, you, you see a lot of people just dancing, having a good time, socializing, you know, playing music. It's it's fun. I've been doing that, you know, just going mm. to cons, bringing my boombox. But yeah, next thing you know, you just set up your boombox. You have like your own mini um, dance party going on right <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, dance like, party. Hell yeah. Like, next thing you, know, you look up. Why is no one at the radio? We over here, son! <laughs> <laughs> We've already danced our butts off already. <laughs> That's what. Um, um, yeah. So how many cons have you have you hit so have you done so far? Oh my goodness. Uh for this year? All uh, together, you know. All together. Uh, most likely you've done more. Probably. Uh, D- DJing wise yeah. gigs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just let me think of like 30, 35 around there. Yeah, I mean, most of the time it's either just going as an attendee, mm-hmm. but I actually there, there's conventions that just keep get, having me every year after year. It's a little convention called Anna Jam in Fresno, California. They've had me every like since 07, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, so like um, like six years already. Wow. Yeah, they I love them. They're they're really cool people, and they love me. So I go I That's go to every year. Mm-hmm. So sorry, where does the name Jani come from? El Hazard. One of my favorite animes. Yeah. He's actually the bad guy <laughs> in that show. Um, but honestly, he keeps saying that everything he does is pure evil genius. That, that's basically what I go with, you know, something pure evil genius. Um, so saying that uh, I live up to when I'm making songs on my computer and then putting them on a digital file so I can DJ them live. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. How and how often do you do your live shows? Uh, for uh, live shows? Yeah. Like, uh, as in, um, uh, when I'm DJing at conventions? Oh no! If you're like like doing a stream or something like that. Oh, streams. Yeah. Okay. Um, unfor- I used to do them, but unfortunately, not the moment because internet's not the, the greatest in Las Vegas. So it's usually pre-recorded on uh, another website or on another anime. It's all anime music. Um, uh, uh, website that uh, Ad- Extreme Anime Radio. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so and I got a show called The Gin Fluids. It's basically a one-hour mix um, show. Just anything I want. Even even uh, 
I'll play like R and B stuff sometimes on there too. Yeah, cause I remember I listened to one of your um, I think it was Unmixed. Yeah, that was really good. Unmixed, yeah. Yeah. It was just straight, just unmixed songs, um, and just you know, seeing to see um, beat match them you know, for an hour. That, that was pretty cool. And I also listened to one of your um, Anime Vegas remixes. Yes. That was pretty cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see yourself after a couple of years, you know, like two or three years from now going on? Still, like, in the game or kind of like, you know, I'm going to step back? I would like to teach people, um, you know, because a lot of, when I started doing this thing, um, there wasn't really that many, like, people really thinking that I could make it so mm-hmm. far. 13 years later, here I am still, and everybody else that, well, my mentors already retired. Well, who was your mentor? Um, it was a guy named DJ Saki mm. of the S&M uh, group. Fanime uh, Khan, I think uh, 1999, 2000, up to like 2005, 2006, I don't remember. Mm. Um, another DJ, DJ Mod. Um, he was another mentor of mine. Uh, you might know this person from the DDR um, era, DJ Eightball. Part of it, yeah. DJ Eightball. Not only is he a um, um, very, very well-known DDR um, player for the time, he was also an underground um, DMC champion, USA champion for uh, DJ nice. Battle DJ as well. And he, he's, yeah, he's actually uh, a big uh, inspiration for me as well. That's pretty cool. So. Pretty much, what can you tell people? Like, you know what? I can do this. I'm gonna do my thing. You know, what kind of words of wisdom can you tell them? You know, um, if you want to do this, be yourself. Find that. Find what makes you different from the rest of the DJs out there. Once you find that, and it works for you, hold on to that and make it your own. That's what I do. That's what's up, man, John. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time. Hey, thank you. Anytime, you know. Yeah. For more information, check him out on Facebook.com. Where can we find you? Oh, at Facebook.com slash Katsuhiko Janai. And uh, hopefully we have, I'll have my thing on the show notes because Katsuhiko Janai is kind of long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do, man. Yeah. Just make a little hustle here and there, all right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it. Take care. Okay, take all care. All right.
Well, we didn't have enough alcohol for the episode. Oh. All right. Who's cracking the mixer over there? That was me with a beer. Oh. Did you bring enough for the class? Yes, I did. Very good. You get an egg. Yeah, what part of it? I don't like beer. Nobody don't asked worry, you. I got stuff for you. Okay, no. Besides, what, what part of we should go and get a drink? It was unclear, you know? So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend. We don't care about the good and the bad. We just care more about doing our podcast, telling people what we do, and so on and so forth and so forth. We're independent podcasters, which means we do this free. Donations are quite uh, graciously accepted at the um at the poor box in front of the studios. Check out our website at animejamsession.com. Just posted a link to all of our Anime Weekend Atlanta photos that I took about a couple weeks ago. And there are some phenomenal cosplays in there, so you may want to check that out. If you're if you if you if you're blocked from checking out our podcast from our website, you can always find us on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, Zoom Marketplace, and iTunes. You give us a five-star review, we'll gladly read it right on the air. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. This is where we post all of our videos from various conventions that we've gone to, whether it's interviews, cosplayer interviews, masquerades, videos, bloopers, crazy stuff. It'll all go there. And check out our individual YouTube pages as well. Uh, YouTube.com slash DJVonTheS, Sailor Flair, and RE22682. Follow us there if you want to see some of the videos that we actually get around to uploading, or some of our favorite uh, videos we've seen online in some playlists. Follow us on Twitter.com, Twitter.com slash Jam Session. Anything in regards to the website, we'll post here. Pictures, photos, anything. If you want to be on the know-how and you can't get to our site right away, follow us on Twitter. And you want to follow our individual uh, accounts, you can find me at twitter.com slash You have to make it epic. P.R.E. Man and Jove Dea. There's an underscore between Jove and Dea. And check I'm out. I'm thinking about changing that. Good. <laughs> and don't forget to check out our official Facebook fan page, which we have hit over 1,000 fans. Woohoo! Hooray! As I, as I have said, on Facebook, on behalf of the entire staff here, thank you for your support, and we're going to continue to work hard and bring you the stuff that we plan to do. So, we got a lot more in store for under our, in our sleeves. And check out uh, our public, uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash djronthes, and facebook.com slash Mikoto Mikochan Kino. Say that ten times fast. And don't forget... Thank you. <laughs> see? And check us out on the Vogue Network, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, new episode, and Encore Presentation, Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't get to check out the list of Vogue shows, such as Girls Gone Wow at Ford House, on Wild Wednesdays, like to call it. Check out uh, Understation Live if you're looking for a little bit of surreality and, and crazy chaotic pop culture, Saturdays at 10 p.m., but there'll be no episode this week. Uh, because the one and only Travis Donovan will be at New York Comic Con. We're going to join forces and try to take the world over. <laughs> That'll be fun. And don't forget the Power Block, Sunday, starting at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Black Wolf Show, and at 9 p.m., Orange Lounge Radio. <sighs> think I've poured out enough stuff as it is? For today, yes, yeah. Yes, you pour. 
I'm a cosplayer. Right I just changed it. What did you change? I got rid of the underscore. Yay! So now it's twitter.com slash jovedea. G-I-O-V-E-D-E-A. All one word. As soon as I can remember my password to be able to save the change. Oh, what good are you? <laughs> okay, there's... God doesn't, God doesn't shut a door with it, like... Without opening a window and then slamming it on your fingers when you try to get through. Yep, there you go. No more underscore. <laughs> I think I kind of butchered that metaphor a little. Yeah, it's all good. So, let's get up on out of here. There's, some, there's a couple things I need to take care of. I went out and bought a brand new curtain rod and screws for it, which was a lot cheap at Ikea, which was a lot cheaper than going to Kmart or Target or even Walmart, so yeah. Oh my god, that's all that. awesome. What? Uh, the picture that was just posted by Ari. Doctor Who, that's fucking awesome. It's a, it's a Doctor Who and a Doctor Seuss, ref Seuss reference. I did not see it yet. Did it just... Yeah, I just, yeah, I just put it up like two minutes ago. Uh, yeah, it did not come up yet. Refresh, 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 you bastard. No, you know what? I'm saved. I am going, I, you know, I'm just going to go directly to your Twitter page. Not Twitter, it's Facebook. Oh, uh, well, I had, you had me thinking it was Twitter. Let me head on over. Oh. No. I was on Facebook when I saw it, so. That's how I got that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, sir. Oh, 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 very good, sir. Very good, sir. Oh, 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 oh. You're quite welcome. Both of you. I am going to share this and put. Wait for it. Wait for it. Let's see how many people catch it. All right, let's get the hell up on out of here. Well, I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mechatron. We will see you next time on Anime Jam Session, which means we will be coming back with episode 87, 13 away from 100 episodes, five years in the making, and holy shit. Woohoo! Alright. Say goodnight, Mako. Goodnight, Mako. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.